0: Welcome to Rice is Rice, a podcast where we talk about the British East Asian experience and all things Asian and not. I'm Jam.
1: Achoo!
2: (laughs) You won't get that, but we just did a coronavirus episode. That's probably going to come up before this one. So that's a reference to that. I'm Connor, by the way.
0: And I'm Akina, and I am, I think people would describe a quiet person. Have
2: you Um, all said that one before?
1: Yeah, I think you've said that.
2: We've said this we oh no,
1: she said she did the one where um, I'm afraid of being told off. Yeah. Kind of oh. I've different. not done the quiet
0: person stereotype yet, but um, just uh, like to add to that, I actually don't think that I'm a qu- I wouldn't classify myself as a quiet person. Uh, definitely as an introvert, but I don't think I'm quiet
1: necessarily. Yeah, I think quiet yeah, so is loud. mixed up often with Introvertness, introvertness, and I don't think that's the case. I think, yeah, I think you're more reserved, and you probably choose your words more, like precise—not precisely, but you know what I mean. You choose it more carefully in comparison yeah. to me, who just doesn't shut up.
0: <laughs> sure, um, yeah. So
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah,
0: because <laughs> I don't. Uh, I maybe maybe when I was younger, definitely, but I don't think I'm actually afraid to speak. I just don't feel compelled to speak a lot of the time and unless uh, unless something comes up where i'm like this will add to this conversation Mm. i tend not to say it so So therefore i usually am the quietest person among like a group of people in Mm -hmm. a room um so that's why a lot of people would tell me that Mm -hmm. i'm i'm generally quite quiet
1: you don't do it out of nerves, though, do you? No, you're I, like...
2: I, I don't think it's... Yeah. Speaking up.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say it's
0: like, I'm shy. Yeah. Um,
2: no, yeah, I don't not, think so
0: as well. You're not quiet. But I still I think, think I would just... be pegged as that kind of stereotype. You know, the quiet Asian girl
1: stereotype. Because
2: would... you little as well. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm small.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't put you as quiet. I think, if anything, it's more like you're super chill. So, like, oh, those you. people, even, like, She's the not. tone of your voice is just all very, like... Ah, uh, yeah. Zer- <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> oh my god, I'm not hurt. I can't say that before. But, like, I was trying to imitate your calm voice, and I came Did you like- plant
0: a microphone or some kind of bug in our flat? <laughs> god.
2: Um, it was really you lot. get
1: what I mean. <laughs> Akina has a very pornographic voice. Let's just say like that. Do I? Well, Charlotte, <laughs> no, Charlotte thinks yeah, you do. Charlotte does mm. as well. It's very like, I'm not going to try to do it uh, we'll put.
2: I'll put in a clip of Charlotte doing Akina's imitation yeah. from last time.
1: Hi, I'm Akina. <laughs> don't forget. Get some rice. <laughs> yeah, your voice is like that and also because you don't, yeah, you, you choose your words more carefully and you don't, talk all the time in in a group of people. I think it's more because you're quite laid back and chill like, "Mm, yeah. mm." Except for
2: when you do this fucking podcast. Chat, 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 chat all the time. A
0: pornographic voice. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Today's specials are Jojo Rabbit, the Takawaititi film, Racist podcast no shit um (laughs) i I got my own specials wrong okay all over again no i'll just carry on okay we'll keep that in there yeah um the racist sandwich or racist sandwich this is going very wrong because i don't know the title
1: of my own special i'm pretty
0: sure it's racist sandwich which is a podcast anyway and modern love
2: Okay, Prime so if series. you didn't
0: get that jojo rabbit racist sandwich and modern love
2: great thanks akina um, so do, do you know who wasn't a quiet person hitler good
0: transition <laughs> Yep. but the specials Some
2: will be mood. filled of my signature segues so jojo rabbit the latest film by New Zealand's quirky man, Taika Waititi, Adult Baby.
1: So, how, how did you find it? R- okay, first of all, rating out of 10?
2: Um, I think I gave it 4.5 on letterbox. Out of 5? Mm. Yeah.
1: Oh, uh, out of 5. Oh, cool. Oh, so you rated it pretty high.
2: Yeah, I don't ever give films 5, because nothing's mm. perfect.
1: Nothing Ooh, is perfect, okay. yeah.
2: But it was a very up there, because I always liked Taika's films. Not his mm. best film. It's r- I mean, it's a really good film, but I think I still prefer... We'll Hunt for the of People and Boy.
1: I love that. Have
0: you watched any? Um, oh, seen Hunt just for the said. People. But Jojo okay.
2: Rabbit, I think, is a really good film. And I want to start off by saying, fuck you old people who saying that this is a terrible film who doesn't treat the war right. I think this is the perfect thing for, a, like, the Second World War. There's so many war films about its tragedy. Like, okay. We all, we all understand that World War is tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's a terrible mm-hmm. thing. Okay? And it's really hard and PTSD. And just, isn't that I mean there's very rarely any war comedies anymore the last major one
0: was the charlie chaplin one where he impersonates hitler as well right which
2: is in the 1930s the great dictator i think i think it's a great dictator yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. so you know this stuff has been around since literally before the war even ended Mm -hmm. so stop chatting shit about it okay it's a great film um
0: right cuz i have I, read a lot of reviews saying yeah that, like, i just want to get out of it it's not funny you shouldn't be making fun of like the holocaust like this
1: um it doesn't make fun of the, the it, holocaust though
2: it's just a comedy around mm. these things and
1: that's often what comedy is it's like it's satire. Putting, yeah putting humor in something that usually people think of in such a solemn way and it doesn't take away the fact that it's still an it awful are the best solemn comedies, thing for but sure yeah, it's. I think also that it helps a lot of people understand it more. Really, humor because I think it's a different perspe- perspective around yeah. it. And there's some people who who can't relate as easy, especially say younger people who might have never gone through the war and maybe don't really have a huge amount of interest in I think history. Think a lot or of people can't like relate in stuff
2: like like the yeah. terrors of war and Holocaust and massacre and stuff. A lot of How do we really, wrap our heads yeah, around this it's not awful a normal thing? Yeah. It's not a normal thing. So you shouldn't like unless you're very connected to the universe it's yeah. very difficult to relate to stuff yeah. like that so comedy is a great a medium adventure to
1: put it together yeah to I really
2: think. not humanize, but really make it empathetic enough just human. show
1: it from a
0: different angle oh, yeah. so you can understand Well, the whole point it. of the
2: film is it's from a perspective of a little kid like a uh, this little kid's like an sas it's not sas um an ss fanatic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and just like he idolizes hitler and stuff because he grew up he's is this in germany so austria
0: Austria, I It's think. in Austria,
2: isn't it? Yeah, so it's in Austria. He just, like, fucking loves this guy. Um, and his imaginary friend is Hitler. But this is basically Hitler with a child's mind, because obviously he's his, his yeah. imaginary friend. And Hitler is played by Taika Waititi, who is mm. a half-Jewish, half Maori half New Zealander with brown hair and brown skin and brown... Mm. Well, I think he wears contacts in the film, mm-hmm. but... Basically, he doesn't look at Hitler at all, mm. um, and it's just it's just hilarious because the whole point of the film that is he finds that his mum is hiding the Jewish girl in their house, and mm. now he's like, kind of like, what does he do? You know, because mm. he is like wants to be the next. He wants to be Hitler's right hand man. Basically,
0: mm. yeah, I think it was definitely an interesting take to like look at how small children see the war and it's Mm. like they're not gonna understand the gloom of it they're just gonna understand that like all these adults are acting in this way so i'm gonna act in this way Mm -hmm. all these adults are saying that the jewish people are monsters so obviously they are Mm.
1: um it's a new angle as well i don't think cinema explores that angle of the child's perspective on um things like war and, and i mean
2: in strike pajamas apart, yeah apart from but that's that. like the other end of the spectrum yeah yeah about.
1: and i think so again going back to the whole humor thing i think it kind of represents that well if you're looking at it in a humorous point of view because it's a kid's understanding of yeah. it and it is it is laughable that a kid and it it probably happened a lot there where people were looking up to hitler that much that kids were like oh i'm i love hitler like i you know yeah, i look course. up to him so it's and it's laughable that a kid could could look at that. So, of course,
2: it's really like... um, what's the word? Where it's like all bouncy and happy and really bright colors, like very gleeful. The film mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's 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 every word on the sun you think would not be related to the Nazism's and Holocaust and World War Two. It it is that. It's so boastful and happy and like just a really fun time. Mm. And then you're like, oh yeah, I forgot these. Are... And then you like you're watching this kid like skipping down the road, like you know, handing people flyers and stuff. And then mm-hmm. in the background you see a giant stick and You're like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is then. Yeah,
0: yeah, it definitely makes you think a lot um, into these kind of things. And any kind of conversation around around hatred is like satirizing it in this way. I don't think we should. Ever try to shut it down? Like we yeah, can't just yeah. forget a, yeah. that this happened. um Conversation around why it was wrong in any format, I think, I think, really helps.
2: So the cast is really strong. There's like loads of good actors. Sam Rockwell, I think his character is probably the funniest character in the film. He's like a general. he's like he's like the he's like the scout leader for mm-hmm. the little kids, basically, and he teaches them all the war stuff. Rebel Wilson. I mean, you have to go into this film not take it seriously at all because the accents are everywhere. Like Scarlett Johansson, I think, is trying to do a very, very realistic Austrian accent, mm-hmm. and just Rebel Wilson, who's just doing like the most ridiculous, like, like Monty or. Python yeah. style one. Um, also, Scarlett Johansson, as annoying as she is in real life, whenever she opens her mouth, she's very lovable in this.
1: <gasps> she Why do an- you think she's annoying? I, I like her.
2: Have you Have you not heard? quotes she comes up with every time she does interviews yeah, the yeah. most stupidest things she was like someone came up to her about what she thinks about her playing a japanese woman in Ghost the in show mm-hmm. she's like i'm an actor i think we should just play whoever we want like if i want to play a tree i can play a tree if i want to play a <laughs> cheetah i want to play a cat i can play a cat so it's like oh, shut up mm-hmm. it's so annoying but she's very like all this and I was mm-hmm. like very... She
0: is very talented yeah, no she, matter like what no, she says. Yeah, no matter how
2: annoying she is, she's a good actor which makes it more annoying because like I enjoy watching her. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she was great in this as well. She was very... She's very mum-like but she is like the, the the vibrant soul of the film because mm-hmm. she's very happy and she's always trying to crack jokes. Is like, mm-hmm. She's very good in comedy. She should, I feel like she should do more. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, strong performances, great acting, great adaptive screenplay.
0: Do you reckon it's going to win a bunch of awards? This Who Oscar cares? Season?
2: Awards are bullshit.
0: Are you fully giving up on the awards?
2: Yes. I hate them so much. Taika, did, Taika the awards should get Taika's. Taika is above the awards. Taika is above the awards. <laughs> He's everyone's angel. He's my angel too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, no, kind that's, of his, cute. Um, that's his imaginary friend.
2: Yeah, Taiko and <laughs> is my imaginary friend. No, not, not, not any of his characters. Just him. Just him. <laughs> just him. Do you know what? Hitler shouldn't have been racist. Speaking about racism. No, we're not doing racist sandwich. Was great. Okay. okay
0: So the podcast <laughs> I found to be my um specials this week. I kind of found it on a chance. um You know when you're just scrolling through Spotify. Mm-hmm trying to find it being like oh rice is rice that's a pretty good podcast I think I might listen to that later (laughs) you know every time you've been like that um, I found one called rice a sandwich um, and I just felt like trying something new Mm. so I got lucky in that it was actually super interesting and I wasn't expecting it at all it essentially talks about food in a new way that that I haven't heard a lot of before but it contextualizes it into a more personal and political way Mm -hmm. so instead of talking about um this tasted good this Mm is bad this restaurant was good this restaurant was bad um it talks about food historically and politically and and how it relates to like human beings and how it's changed depending on how human beings want to use it Mm -hmm. i guess so i've listened to a couple episodes now and it's definitely something that i've been talking about to connor just at home and i try to write down a lot of the things i find interesting recently so i've been writing down a lot of what's been said on the podcast so for example um (laughs) (laughs) i'm literally gonna read one out now because i've been coming home Who, who
2: does the podcast
0: so they're mostly food critics um Mm. who do the podcast and they get food critics as guests as well um and it's making me realize that it's pretty much like my dream job Mm. like imagine you have a friend that's a food critic like a recent friend um and the more you talk about what she does do you want to shout her out
2: and (laughs) she said shout out to angela she probably doesn't listen to this for sure
0: (laughs) just in case she does but imagine just being invited to eat somewhere and all you have Mm -hmm. to do is write about what you thought about it um it's literally the best job i can imagine Mm. but so um there was an episode where they talked to food critic noah cho and he talks about korean food and korean food holds a special place in my heart because i think it's really quite similar to filipino food really in a lot of ways how in that um a lot of it doesn't look pretty most of it is stews mm. um a lot of it is fermented they use a lot of garlic they use a mm. lot of vinegar mm. um they went through periods of war which meant they had to think of ways to preserve their food mm. um they also eat throwaway things but yeah i think there's a lot of parallels between korean and filipino food which i think is why i like it so much so noah cho i love it when people put into words what you're thinking because sometimes it's hard they are american yeah yeah. they're asian-american most of them um and he says that korean food is extremes you know it's extremely hot um, that it burns the roof of your mouth or it's extremely cold that it chills you to the marrow of your bones. But either way, you're reminded that you're alive and you feel all these things and it's like a jolt that like mm-hmm. you're able to feel all these extremes. And I really liked... It <coughs> making me cry. <laughs> no, <laughs> jokes. Um, I really liked that, that that was put into words for me because mm-hmm. I think that rounds up exactly why I love korean food
2: culture racism Mm. in food or racism in like food culture has become more and more of a mainstream talk point lately because when we were watching um ugly delicious when it came out originally like that that's david Chang's thing he really really talks about racism and food and how it's connected because it is connected Mm -hmm. because a lot of you can be a lot of um microaggression is to food, you know, like the MSG thing and Chinese Yeah. Chinese restaurant syndrome and all that shit.
0: Yeah, do you know about the MSG thing?
2: Chinese yeah. restaurant syndrome. Is a Chinese restaurant? Chinese food. Chinese, Chinese restaurant, restaurant syndrome, syndrome,
0: syndrome is like a thing in the uh, Merriam Webster dictionary and mm. it's it's defined as like when you go to a chinese restaurant and suddenly you, you feel MSG. ill
2: yeah when you eat food with a lot of msg what? and you feel like yeah Ill from it like headache you know how people's like oh yeah i can't eat too much msg because i got headaches or whatever yeah. yeah okay
0: but all of this msg talk is like there's been so many studies that falsify the fact that you can get ill from it yeah because msg first of all it's monosodium glutamate mm. sodium is literally salt yeah glutamate is found in so many other foods other than chinese food you can find it in parmesan you can find it in breast Crisps. milk oh. you can find it in just junk food yeah. so it exists in our bodies already but msg has just been used to kind of cheapen asian food a little bit okay. you it's, never hear of like, like Oh sorry You never hear of like a high-class Chinese restaurant. Most of them are like what you eat when you're drunk Mm -hmm. sometimes or like when you just want a Chinese takeaway. It's like cheap food. yeah. yeah. But but no one ever thinks of it as like food to be respected. Yeah. You know, and it's because of this whole idea around MSG.
2: And also the whole like... When you eat Mexican, when you, sorry, there's also a whole like when you eat Mexican or Indian food, like, oh yeah, you're bound to get runs or like you're bound to get shit, stuff like that. Yeah, Yeah, and that's also like, you know, that's also racism in food culture because you're like literally shitting on other people's food. You're like, oh yeah, it is nice, but you know, it's so bad for you. It makes your stomach turn and stuff. I
1: thought that was more because they say because it's spicy. Like people can't handle the spice. Most especially white people always say that because they can't handle the spice and they know they're going to have the shit. Yeah, but you can
2: get spicy Italian food.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. but it's a different level. That's why I thought it was like, yeah, the runs. I was, I was more thinking in in the sense of um, racism with, with food in the sense that people, a lot of people like love eating Chinese food and they love eating like, um, different other cuisines, Japanese. Um, but then when it comes down to the people, they're like, like make fun of them. And yeah. it's like you're taking one thing from the culture and you're just like, Oh my oh, god, it's like the best that's thing definitely ever. A, a and a that's thing. what bugs yeah. me that's a lot. I like, it's like um, How can you be the... Lucky Lee's like
2: that? In New York? Is it Lucky? I think it's that's what it's called. It was basically this white lady who was like, Come down to Lucky Lee's. She owns a place yeah. where we make Chinese food without degrees, without the MSG, and it's yeah. clean and nice and it's like shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, stop trying to push this dirty food narrative on people man it's like
0: i, I definitely know what you mean um the it, it, down, it links back to like appropriation of yeah. food culture doesn't it and yeah. like somehow people who who owns that food can't do as good of a job yeah as white people at making it for some reason
1: which is so totally not true because whenever i eat a like say like a chinese restaurant and you can see this chinese people cooking it, it tastes so much better and then you get white people trying to do the same thing and be like oh white people like it it just doesn't taste the same because you've tried to like i don't know you've whitewashed it literally like yeah. it, it it's not real authentic kind of like chinese food like chinese people know how to make their own recipes themselves because this that's part of their culture you can't really imitate that like i will never be able to cook italian food as good as italians and i'm not ever gonna Mm. try to so i think it's it i don't even view restaurants that are like a specific cuisine if it's not cooked by people from that culture it's not in my eyes really like real whatever cuisine that is
0: yeah at the same time i'm sorry I think you might be saying what... You start. You... Let's see if you're thinking what I'm thinking.
2: <laughs> I mean, I'm just... Like, I feel like... Because I'm like that. Like, I always look in the kitchen and see if, like, at least they look like the people who are... Like, they could be fucking... We could be going to a Mexican joint and they could be Colombians. But I'm like, you know, yeah. they look like Mexicans. So it makes more sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, like, you know, palates, yeah, yeah. they're kind of similar in regions. Yeah. But what is this whole question of real food? You know, like... Real Chinese food is different because most of these, quote unquote, immigrant foods are just village. But all of them are just village food, which is just family food. Mm. You know, so like my mum, who's Cantonese, will cook something different from um, like Karen's oh, yeah, yeah, mum, yeah. who's also Cantonese. But they're still both authentic Cantonese no, food. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, 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 I completely get that. But I think I know what you mean. But it's like yeah. when people not of that culture
1: yeah i don't view it at all within the culture because i know like the way my dad cooks adobo is different to i think how your mom cooked adobo Mm -hmm. i remember when i tried at your house like oh this is different but like i would still say that both of them are still real filipino foods real filipinos made it and and it and they have their family history into it like they have a history to this recipe going down from your family but it's just save it's like there's food markets i I go to quite a lot of food markets and then i see like those are like real authentic filipino food so i go to this store every time and i'm just looking like if it's real filipinos cooking it that's fine you can say real authentic filipino food but if it's like white people there that's not real authentic filipino food like you could be like i don't mind them cooking it i think that's great but i don't think you can say this is yeah. real and authentic
2: they could probably get super close not. but it's all about it's, just not the same. it's all about culture and yeah. experience that really affects and yeah there's
1: a, there's, a, there's a story behind food absolutely yeah, and exactly. it's not the same story if it's someone food else is using it and it's completely fine other people cooking filipino food in fact i encourage it but i just don't think you can call it like real and authentic i think it, it does add another thing to it like if a white person or someone who's not filipino cooks it it adds another story to it and that's great but it's just not the same as real yeah this word
0: authentic gets thrown around quite a lot Mm -hmm. and um definitely i agree with you there is a story behind all food Mm -hmm. um and if you are trying to recreate it i agree i i'm not trying to say like people who are not food (laughs) yeah people who are not italian can't cook italian food people who aren't filipino can't cook filipino food Mm -hmm. that's definitely not like a rule that i'm trying to perpetrate it's just that if you're gonna cook that food understand the story yeah and understand the people that have created it um and go from there and and definitely make the best that you can and if it's not exactly the same but it's a bomb ass dish still a bomb ass dish still a bomb ass dish but it's not authentic yeah You can be great without being authentic yeah
2: because food is more than just something you eat it's a lot of culture and History and From story love. behind it, yeah, and love,
1: and yeah, that absolutely. Note, speaking of love, <laughs> speaking of love, <laughs> um, my special today, speak stories in this, and love, um, is Modern Love. It's uh, currently a series on Amazon Prime, um, and it not is sponsored. based not sponsored, just but a really if they good want to. we wish we wish, <laughs> please listen to us, please give us <laughs> money, um, they so it's a series of. It's a series, and each it's an anthology episode, series. yeah. So each episode is an individual story of its own, um, and it is based on a New York Times column, also the same name, Modern Love, um, and it's also now a podcast. And so yeah, so basically, what's happened like in the New York Times, people submit their stories of love, whether that be like a platonic love and or romantic love or whatever, um, and someone has made a series of it, and I loved it if anyone who's listening knows me personally you know that i just i love love anything to do with it even like more than just romantic love but like i love all sense of any kind of relationship um so when i saw this trailer i was like oh my god i have to watch this this seems like so up my street and it did not disappoint i i i love the fact that each episode was a different story about a different person going through different issues um and my highlights, I think, out of them, which I told you earlier, was Anne Hathaway's one. I think was my number one favorite. I thought it was
2: spoilers. Th- yeah, it was a well, it's love, not
1: way. really a spoiler. It's just it was a hard hitting episode. Um, about? it was very emotional. I think we can say what it's about. We, yeah, we can say yeah, it's about what actually, saying, you spoilers. Spoilers
2: for Modern Love because we're gonna talk about okay. Those so Anne
1: Hathaway's one was um she was a woman who suffered from bipolar, but quite severe that it really like she was almost a different person. Like she couldn't get out of bed on her bad days. Um and her struggles within that relationship, it I was crying on the tube. It was so it was hard to watch. Um because when she was you watched it on the tube on the tube. Yeah, yeah. I watched like the only time I really get time to watch is on my commute and okay. to work. Um, but yeah, like that really hit me. I was like, oh man, like she when she was happy, she was so happy and she was glowing and like you really were rooting for this character for like obviously as well to think that she was a real woman. Um, I was rooting for her. I was like, I just want you to find love um but then she'd end up having a bad day and it was just it almost it showed how like her mental illness kind of really affected her ability to sustain and maintain relationships Mm -hmm. um and yeah but she did an amazing job i think as well as an actress did you like the musical
2: sections as well (laughs)
1: Um, I did. I didn't think they were like at first I was a bit confused. I was like I was not expecting that, but then at the same time I thought it was a really good visual representation. Yeah, I really like it. yeah. I was just confused. I wasn't expecting it a musical and I was like what? And then I thought about it and I was like, it's it is a great representation on, on how happy she was feeling because yeah. when, when I'm happy I'm always like singing about and dancing around like and there they, they showed it and yeah, it was it was really well done a really well done series i think each episode was really great apart from that one that well i think it was still a great episode um the it wasn't least
2: strong let's say
1: it wasn't even that it was the least strong the oh, daddy i, think it, well. I strong. think it might be i think it was pretty strong but it just made me to connect comfortable. to. yeah difficult I, I would say it's it's the <sighs> most
0: difficult to connect to for many people mm-hmm. yeah um i was
1: just kind of but... cringing the whole time like oh my god ah. I, was like,
2: I wasn't cringing the no, whole time but uh, i was like i don't know where this is going
1: do you want to say which one we're talking about um the daddy issues one the there's a girl who who's she lost her dad at 11 years old so she kind of grew up with issues of of feeling alone and like without a father and it wasn't
2: like she she was into older guys so that's
1: that's where i thought it was gonna go i thought oh it's like that typical. Like she's into old guys. She's gonna date this old guy yeah. and like blah, blah blah. But it wasn't. She was literally looking. She for wanted an actual dad. Yeah. And I was. That's why I was just like because he was getting like the wrong. Like this is massive words, but he was getting the wrong impression completely. And then there was that one scene. You know the scene with the red coat. And I was literally like, oh, ah, I just didn't. I just I had to pause that there. Peaks. And I was literally just like. And I think someone had been watching my reactions on the tubes. So I was literally there like, and I'm looking up at this person, looking back down on my screen like, oh my god. Ugh. um it was still i think it was still a good episode though because it still made me feel a certain way
2: yeah, um good art
1: and the acting again was great but i was just so i think it mainly used because i couldn't really relate to it. i fr- felt sorry for the character with well, the girl um but yeah i felt a bit hmm and then because i was actually quite i was really curious about that episode so i searched up the actual article from new york times and i read it and it was only half half of the article was what was in no half of that episode was in the article the other half was fictionalized mm-hmm. so i think it was up to the point of her going on the date that mm-hmm. was that that was all the article was about and on the article she uh went he i think had asked her to like to stay or something like that and she decided no like i'm gonna go home and then she went home, and that was how the article ended. But here, obviously, they made like up this whole thing, it. Mm. which was great. Um, but yeah, it just gave me heat.
2: I can't heat remember heat what up. other episodes there were besides that one Dev Patel, Dev Patel one, um, Tina Fey one.
1: Oh, I liked There the was Tina one Faye where as the as well. guy slit his arm accidentally. Oh, yeah, the yeah, bad, the bad. That was
2: good. That's that that, that, that the first um, episode, wasn't it? No, no. That was mid- oh, was mid- there not?
1: There's also the um the gay couple with the baby. Oh, oh yeah, that one. Was that Andrew Scott? Yeah, is that's the one with and Ed Sheeran. So in it. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I really
2: loved it. Who's the girl? The um, pregnant she was in you know
1: what was that movie? What's her name? Me Earl and Dying Girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's also in Thoroughbreds. She's in that video she's game one as British well. The British girl
2: who, yeah, always plays sick people, I think. Oh yeah, the Did ready we, player one. Yeah. Yeah, she's I that really girl. I really liked that movie. And Ed Sheeran's in that one too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Did you mention? Um and then there was the last episode with the old woman that made me cry so the much also, <laughs> Luke. yeah oh yeah, she yeah, yeah. She, the, spoiler she um, lost her husband the japanese guy yeah. the old japanese guy and there was such so a cute and i have like a real soft spot for old people especially old people falling in love so i was just there like oh this is so sad but i really liked how they ended the whole oh, series and they all connected um, all of them. Yeah. and i was like ah! so how good. i
2: met your mother mother when she got pregnant, uh, and yeah. then the doorman. The doorman. One. Do- I, oh, I really like that one, yeah, actually. I like that as well. Really like that, that, that was the one. first episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was. was yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: that was really, really good.
2: That, I really like that one. I think the Dev Patel one though was my favorite one because I don't know just, that was just like a classic type mm. love story one. Though,
1: though, I was a bit again spoiler, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, surprised that he got back with her at the end. I was kind of like, no, don't I don't think die. he got back. I... No,
2: he didn't get back with her though. He did. She no, he didn't like look for her. He just. They published his yeah, interview, know, and she still, looked for her him. He
1: still accepted her. I feel I I don't Would know. Would you not after cheating him? Yeah, yeah. But I think I, I don't know. I think like it's think never I that I simple.
2: Yeah, it's more nuanced with, than that for sure.
0: With disloyalty and, and cheating, I think it's never that simple for a lot of people um i i we've always talked about this Mm -hmm. and i've always said that like i think if you cheated but like everything in a relationship was going great i would more likely stay and see how see how it would work see how we can move past it but if you cheated and you were also lazy and you were also like not giving me the affection i was looking for Then I would probably leave you because you take a relationship as a whole. Mm. I don't think, I doubt that anyone ever leaves anyone purely because of the cheating. There must have been something else. They must be a bad partner in another. But doesn't
1: like um, kind of not giving you the attention you need kind of go in with the whole cheating thing because they're giving that affection to someone else? Don't they usually go hand in hand? Often, yeah, Yeah. but sometimes maybe you're you're not. You can still be like as. Like friendly and lovey-dovey to one person, then be full on cheating. Maybe they're like two different backlash. sides of a person, though. Yeah, but like, what if someone's very depressed and they're not able yeah. to give that
0: love, but they're not necessarily looking for love in someone else? It's very, mm-hmm. very. Nuanced. I think it's there's, a lot there's it? many different circumstances, but yeah, I I liked that they were able to Console. move past
1: mm-hmm. it in that episode. And
2: then the and then the interviewer also broke up with. Her, her husband, her her husband. Yeah. End of it.
1: but then she didn't get back with a french man not french man she didn't get back with the man her she met in yeah. france i, I love oh, that I every single it. episode in
0: this series was very had a very unique a tone yeah, yeah. A unique type of love as well
2: it's yeah, not all yeah, just like romance
1: sure. yeah that's what I, that's what i really really liked about it and it felt very real um that like it wasn't this oh, idolized like hollywood real. yeah i know <laughs> yeah, yeah i think that's why i, I, I my favorite kind of like TV and movie is like things based on true life. Um, Me too. Because it's just more like this is real. This isn't made for, well, obviously it's made for Hollywood, but it's it's based on true life. Yeah, I think they're more relatable. Yeah.
2: I mean, those are not word for word true from the article. They're adapted, but I think it keeps the core
1: values, values, messages
2: from the episodes. Yeah. But yeah.
1: But I'd 1000% recommend if you haven't watched it. It's really good. It's real nice kind of feel good type you, um because the individual majority. episodes you can watch whatever yeah. ones you want yeah you don't need to watch any in any specific order though i'd watch the, last, watch the last episode one last, last yeah. because <laughs> that won't make any sense um but this kind of like leads on to like so this will be going out uh not l- basically in two weeks um just yeah. before valentine's day i think it'll be on the like the 12th i want to say Oh, no, no. Sure. Maybe 11th. One of them. Whichever one's a Wednesday. Um, so have a great Valentine's Day. We ended that uh, this episode in kind of like a happy lovey-dovey mm-hmm. Um If you have plans and you celebrate Valentine's Day, have a great time. But equally, if you don't celebrate Valentine's Day and think it's just a consumerist holiday, I get you. Yeah. <laughs> um, have a great day anyway. Like it us. is a normal day. Um, and if you aren't in a relationship uh but still like valentine's day celebrate with your friends and your family it's also a great time to do that because love is universal and it's in your friendships it's in your families it's not just romantic okay
2: well enjoy that day guys um where can they find us gem
1: I did it last time. Where the, can they find us again? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty shitty of you. I was signaling for you to close I it up. and it went like, all the <laughs> way around back to me, <laughs> guys. It's Valentine's Day soon. Love each other. <laughs> oh, Day?
2: Jesus <laughs>
0: okay, Christ. you can find us on Twitter at Rice's Rice.
2: Who, who the hell is Valentine pod? anyway?
0: He's a saint. Of what? Love. Is that a- true? A- 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 Him. <laughs> yeah. You can find us on Instagram at Rice's Rice Pod. <laughs> and on YouTube at Rice's.
2: Rice Why is it called like Aphrodite's Day no or, some, or Venus Day or something? Are
0: you just not a fan of Valentine's? No, I'm not. I think love. it's a dumbest. I would love
1: if it was called Aphrodite Day.
2: Yeah, I think that makes Why way would more change sense.
1: It? Do that. It's but because Valentine's like,
2: Day and Halloween are both full of shit.
1: I also like Halloween. I like <laughs> any reason to be celebrating something. I don't really do much for Valentine's Day. Me and Jack don't really believe in it, so. Mm-hmm but yeah we still do something we're just kind of like mm, should we just do something anyway we don't do it on actual valentine's day
2: just and any that's other just day. something else you just uh, whatever yeah. okay bye guys <laughs> bye rice is rice have it in your life
1: Get some love in your life too it's or family, or it's your life. okay bye guys bye bye. <laughs>